Thank you for downloading this episode of a History of Central Florida podcast. This is the podcast where we explore Central Florida's history through the artifacts found in local area museums and historical societies. This series is brought to you by Riches, the regional initiative to collect the histories, experiences, and stories of Central Florida, and the Orange County Regional History Center. I am Chip Ford, and I will be your host for today's episode titled, St. Benedict Medal. Every year, on February 14th, millions of consumers purchase heart-shaped candy boxes for Valentine's Day. Green four-leaf clovers are used to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Hearts and clovers. No, I am not describing the marshmallows in a breakfast cereal, but instead I am describing two items that are associated with the iconography of patron saints. The red heart is identified with St. Valentine, and the green clover with St. Patrick. The item in this podcast was found in New Smyrna Beach at a site near the Turnbull Indigo Plantation. It is a medal of St. Benedict, a 7th century monk who created a system of monastic rule that is still followed to this day. We talked to Dr. Emily Graham from Oklahoma State University to tell us more about patron saints and St. Benedict. St. Benedict was known as a patron saint, and patron saints are saints who are held to be especially efficacious in taking people's prayers for particular themes. A saint could be a patron saint of a particular disease, so that sufferers of that disease would pray to that particular saint for healing. Or a saint could be a saint of a particular place, like a town or a village or even a country. Um, They can also be patron saints of particular tasks or professions. Um, St. Benedict happens to be the patron saint against poison and witchcraft. He's also the patron saint of Europe and the patron saint of farm workers, which may connect to uh, one of many functions this medal could have played for people of New Smyrna. How did a Catholic saint's pendant get to New Smyrna Beach in the mid-18th century? We asked Dr. Roger Grange, emeritus professor at the University of South Florida, to give his opinion on how the metal came to Turnbull's plantation. We did find it in one of the habitation sites that were occupied by uh, uh, Turnbull settlers. So it probably was a Menorcan. They, they probably acquired it here in North America because Kathy Deegan, who's an archaeologist who's well known for her work in uh, St. Augustine, helped us to identify this. And so we have we have lots of these up in, in St. Augustine, they date to about 1733. It's quite possible that Turnbull got some of these things for his settlers. The term Menorcan is a bit of a misnomer in describing all the people Turnbull brought to his indigo plantation. Here, Dr. Daniel Murphy from the University of Central Florida explains why. The, the term Menorcan kind of, you know, you think of it as designating one place, but really it's a catch-all term. Menorcans were kind of a, a hodgepodge, or the Menorcans that came to New Smyrna, um, they're a hodgepodge of kind of uh, Eastern Mediterranean peoples, and they're about 15, I'd say probably between 15 and 2,000 I actually made the trip. Some of them were actually from the island of Menorca, but some of them were um, from what we today call Italy, some were from Greece uh, proper, 
Some were probably from um, Asia Minor, today's Turkey, and they were. Um, <clears throat> they all were kind of uh, decided to join Turnbull because um, for a variety of different reasons. Some of them were fleeing religious uh, uh, oppression. Some of them were uh, fleeing political situations they didn't like. Some of them, like many immigrants to America over all times, were looking for just a, a better way of life in an economic sense. One of the goals of the Church of England during the early colonial period was to convert many people to Protestantism. However, this was not the case in British colonial Florida. Dr. Murphy tells us why that was. Their religion was probably much more uh, syncretistic, or they may have been nominal Catholics, they may have stated they were Catholics, they may have practiced Catholicism, but they probably also had a lot of different influences as well, Islam being one of them. So, having said that, when they get to, when they come to Florida, one of the biggest attractions is that they will not be forced to convert. And you have to remember that, you know, even though England's a Protestant state, their population in Florida is very, very limited. They don't have bishops, you know, the Protestant church working in the colonies. So it's a Protestant state, but it's not really pushing con Protestant conversion, really on natives or on um, settlers. So I think their expectation was they would come over and they could practice Catholicism if they wanted. We could speculate as to why the Menorcans did not convert to the Protestant faith. Dr. Graham describes what is on the backside of the pendant and what it would represent to their own faith. If you look at the reverse, there's a number of letters, and they look almost random, except that um, those familiar with the metal and with certain Latin sayings would recognize that each letter stands for a word in Latin. And when the words are put together, it represents a series of phrases. Um, so starting with the bars of the cross in the middle of the metal, going down the cross, it says C-S-S-M-L. And that stands for Crux Sancto Sit Mihi Lux, um, which means may the holy cross be my light. Um, so representing a desire to remain orthodox in Catholicism. Conditions were harsh at the Turnbull Plantation. In 1768, Turnbull would arrive in Florida with roughly over 1,200 colonists, 150 of which would die traveling to New Smyrna. Another 450 settlers died during the 11 years of the plantation's existence. However, the colony was able to produce small amounts of quality indigo. This has been attributed to Dr. Turnbull's innovative farm techniques and planning. However, the structures that existed at the colony were inadequate to support the number of colonists that were brought to New Smyrna. Dr. Murphy expounds on some of the problems that occurred with Turnbull's Smyrna plantation. Uh, they were pretty deficient in, in everything. And then they get there and they realize it's not the place they envisioned. You know, they, they thought they were going to have open plains where they could immediately plant. And what they encountered were these harsh you know, swamp-like conditions, these palmettos that were unbelievably difficult to clear. And, and so from the very beginning, it's not working out. And then what happens is within a month of them, them arriving, there's an uprising, okay? The Menorcans who don't like this at all, you know, they felt they were sold a, a bill of goods. It turns out to be a, a really disruptive period. It causes a lot of destruction. A lot of the supplies are used up. The rebellion is put down, but all of these factors together makes Turnbull turn from this kind of enlightened um, creator of this new paradise to essentially an oppressive um, plantation overlord. 
We can speculate that small reminders of home may have given some respite to the harsh realities at New Smyrna. If this is the case, then the small St. Benedict pendant would come to have several meanings to the Menorcans. We asked Dr. Graham about what the pendant might have symbolized to the Menorcans. Medals like this would have been used by people primarily for protective purposes. A medal like this, which is emblazoned on the back with a number of protective sayings and slogans, and which represents the patron saint of protecting people from witchcraft, from demonic and satanic influence, from poisons, as well as the patron saint of farmers. It was seen predominantly as a protective medal. People in wearing it would have believed themselves safer from malicious influences from the supernatural. They might also have hung it at doors to their home or put it in the foundation of their home to give that saint's protection to that particular dwelling. What happened at New Smyrna was typical of the early problems of colonizing Florida. Dr. Turnbull was not prepared for the realities of the Florida environment. Dr. Murphy explains the plans of men like Turnbull in British Florida. Many of the people, Turnbull and others, he was part of this, this group called the East Florida Society. and This was a group of very prominent people in England at the time that had great designs for Florida's development. They didn't all agree, but many of them thought it could be this kind of new um, feudal type land where you could create these massive manors. You'd have these workers that were tied to the land, but they were prospering. Now by modern standards, we'd call this serfdom, we'd call this um, indentured servitude, and it was indentured servitude. As it worked out, it was very, very close to slavery. But that's not how they envisioned it back in Europe. In Europe, they envisioned this as this, this place where people could prosper off the land, the land would prosper, and it would raise the people up as well. And then once their indentures were over, they could thrive as individual yeoman farmers. Didn't work out that way, but that, that was the idea. But this, this goes back to this idea that Florida was seen in a very um, unrealistic way for 300 years back in Europe. And sometimes this had to do with a lack of knowledge, ignorance, and sometimes it wasn't. Sometimes it was willful, willful ignorance and that they knew the realities of what had happened for 200 years. But they still had so much invested in the idea of Florida prospering that they maintained the stuff or they ignored the realities to try to create what Turnbull did. This, this kind of, this, um, I don't know, pre-capitalist, utopian type farming plantation. Turnbull's actions towards the colonists would lead East Florida's British governor, Patrick Toynan, to cancel the Menorcan's labor contracts. We asked Dr. Murphy to explain some of the other factors that led to the plantation's failure. What, what was happening is, even though you know they were exporting indigo, and even though you could, it was a, a viable economic enterprise, it wasn't thriving the way Turnbull had expected. And he had had a lot of investors in England that had given him startup money to do this, and they weren't getting any return, or the return they were getting was not good enough. The way he was treating the, the, the Menorcans, the laborers there, they were starving, they uh, had insufficient shelters. So for them, it was, it was essentially a quality of life issue. It's not remarkable that they left, that they fled and went anywhere they could, you know, mostly to St. Augustine, but anywhere they could. What's remarkable is that the settlement lasted as long as it did, that it was able to maintain any kind of coherence as a plantation with any kind of order based on the conditions, the expectations, and everything else. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of A History of Central Florida podcast. 
to see this artifact and for more information about the Menorcans and Dr. Turnbull's plantation, please visit the New Smyrna Museum of History at 120 Sam's Avenue, New Smyrna Beach, Florida, 32168. Make sure to join us for our next episode titled Pilakaha.